Hey, what's going on everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson and I'd like to welcome you to When He Speaks Erotica from a man's perspective. And as always, I want to say thank you to everyone who listened to this podcast and support. Tonight's topic, compromising in relationships. So do me a favor, sit back and relax and I'll be right back with the question of the night. So we're back with the question of the night, which is, why would anyone marry someone they don't love? I've said this a hundred times, love is one of the most important things in a person's life. (laughs) It brings happiness, companionship, and sometimes even children. Why would anyone marry someone if they didn't love, if they didn't want all those items, if they didn't want kids? some selfish people and there's some people who take advantage of an opportunity or who are presented with the opportunity to get married or to be in a situation that will benefit them either financially or put a roof over their head or whatever the situation is. More times than none, out of convenience. Convenience in this day and age is important, given what we are going through as a country. You know the situation with this uh, so-called recession. This thing we just came out of uh, two years ago, as far as this. Smash fiend. Don't really want to call it. You know, really don't really want to say it. You know what I'm saying? But the situation with uh, where people got sick and lost their lives, um, food so food shortages. Convenience is important. And if you got someone who is willing to be with you or who's willing to come together and say, hey, we can make this work. We ain't gotta be madly in love. If we got feelings for each other, and if we find each other, find each other attractive, then if love happens, eh, it's good. If not, oh well. At least we are. Um, at least we got a roof over our head. Or at least we got food in our mouth. Or at least the kids are okay. And that is the subject to for love, for most people. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to try to guess the number, because I think it varies as far as the percentage of how many people are just together for convenience, or just, you know, in a relationship or a marriage that they really don't love the person. But um, I would say it's... Financial stability, 
and fear of being alone is another. Sometimes religion reasons, religious reasons, or they just believe that it's expected of them, that they're supposed to get married because the people expect of them. Whatever the reasons, it's important to remember that love should not be the only factor in a relationship. So, along with love, you gotta have something that's gonna connect the two parties, that's gonna keep you together. And whatever that is, add that with love, and you may have some type of relationship that's both successful for you and your partner. If two people are happy and committed to each other, then it's possible. Another thing that uh, makes people get married when they don't love someone is that companionship. Companionship is a reason. It's a strong relief. It's a strong reason. Because people rely on others for support and comfort. And this is especially true in marriages where couples have been together for however long they've been together. I think over time, companionship becomes the most important thing, sometimes more important than love. Another thing is financial security. Goes without saying. You ain't got no money. You ain't gonna have a happiness. You're not gonna have love. You know, you're not gonna be together. Fucking ages. It's gonna be passed out. You know. So if you have, if there's one person, if you have one partner who's, you know, making six figures, who has an outstanding job, who has a business, who is just financially secure, and if you're bringing home. Burger King money, you know, you're working at uh, say the post office, and, and don't get me wrong, after any money that you bring home is a great help, but it's not six figures. If you got someone who loves you enough, who doesn't you know, press you about meeting them when it comes to where they have financially, then you can have. a decent marriage, you know, but financial, if if money problems are a big factor in your relationship, then you're not going to be built for the long run, you're going to have constant problems, you're going to, you know, place blame on one another, and it's going to have ongoing issues, marrying someone who's financially stable they can ensure that you will be taken care of both now and in the future. Another one is pressure from your family and friends. There are family members who feel like if you look at their relationship and just mirror how it is, that you can have the same success that they had. Plenty of times I've heard a certain auntie mentioned to me, hey, if you, you know, do what me and Willie doing, me and Willie have been together for 22 years, if you 
do what we're doing, you can have the same thing we got. Now, <laughs> my aunt don't know for the last 22 years, my Uncle Willie been like this motherfucker, and my fucking nerves, but I love her. You know? So it's not the, the image that she's trying to present, because he's telling me the real. He's telling me what's really going on, but she want everybody in the family to think that her relationship is just the, the blueprint of all relationships, which is bullshit. So, um, that pressure can be intense. It can be very intense from your uh, family and your friends. And sometimes it can be hard for someone to resist. Because if you feel like, you know what, maybe she's right. Maybe if I do try this way, it might make my relationship better. So, I mean, everybody got their own way of doing things. But if you really want to be happy, find what works for you. Don't try to emulate what other people are doing. You know, you can probably take little pieces and kind of like add it to your relationship, but don't use their relationship as the guide, the ruling guide to what it is that you're trying to do. Another one is fear of being alone. Um, some people may stay in a loveless marriage because they're afraid of being single again. It's rough out there. <laughs> it's rough, especially when you get a little older or when you're not bringing in a lot of money or when you got men who have, you know, three, four, five times the number of women that they can choose from or you know, say if a, if a man just getting out of jail and if a woman, you know, may not want to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? You have to let that person know, hey, I've been in jail or, you know, I've done some time. And they're like, you know what? They might be prejudiced against the fact that you were in jail. And then the word get around, well, he's, you know, an ex-con. So nobody's going to probably want to deal with you for whatever reasons. You know what I'm saying? So being single is... It's, it's difficult. So, if you meet someone and if they talking about marriage and spending time, then, you know, you may jump on that because you don't want to endure, you don't want to take on the lonely nights, the, the, the lonely weekends and the lonely holidays. They may think that if they leave, if, if the person that they're with leave them, then things may get worse. Meaning that if they're with somebody, and they gotta do whatever they gotta do in order to keep that person so they don't leave because they don't wanna be alone. All right, so I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Um, there are many reasons why people may get married to someone they don't love. And like I said, it's you know pretty much the the examples I just gave, I just gave of financial stability, have families, precious from family members and friends. However, it's not healthy for either party in the relationship, and it's likely to end in disaster. So if you're considering marrying someone for any reason other than love, think again and reconsider your options. Don't I know I'll be right back with the topic. 
compromises in relationships. When two people enter into a relationship, they typically share many things in common. Things such as core values, their beliefs, and even their habits. It is with all of these things in mind that when something comes up that may be a conflict of these beliefs, it can sometimes lead to an argument or even a fight. Criteria for compromise. Compromise in a relationship is unavoidable. In lieu of that, you need to recognize when the other person is at fault. There are two kinds of compromise, internal and external. Internal compromises refer to a mutual agreement among the partners, whereas external compromises, on the other hand, refer to a mutual agreement among the partners and the third party, if involved. Deciding to agree is a personal decision. Deciding when to compromise is a whole different bargain. For example, Say if your partner makes a habit of leaving their clothes all around the house, it's reasonable for you to exclude them from certain household duties. Making compromises that work for the relationship. The arrangement set forth, any type of arrangement that you and your partner decide will help the relationship thrive because you're making a conscious effort to put some type of agreement you're being proactive instead of reactive you're kind of like making sure you have everything in place just in case a problem comes along tell your significant other you want and why you want it. Let them know that by compromising, everybody can win. There's no losing effort. Everybody gets what they want. In some cases, the adjustment can be hard. That's what relationships are all about. A couple can end up making compromises that work if they are both careful and maintain open communication. Each party needs to determine the fundamental values that they live by. Do they value Do they value independence or do they value needing each other? Or do they value being frugal? Or are they big spenders? If they have a list of values they agree on, they're more likely to communicate that to their partner couple also need to discuss their expectations and then talk them through. A compromise can be something as simple as not spending as much money on vacation instead of doing more family activities together. Gotta be flexible. This is uh, one of the things a lot of people have to do. They have to develop this mindset on being flexible. 
people, you can have two strong-minded people who don't want to bend, who feel that their way is the right way. And that can cause major problems. Flexibility makes relationships a whole lot easier. I think uh, being flexible is almost vital to the relationship. When a spouse or family family member argues with you, stay calm. Don't get upset. Don't get upset. Just try to keep the conversation as calm as possible. Don't go back and forth and get yourself out of whack. Always try to find that so that you'll find a solution rather than being upset with each other. When two people in a romantic relationship can't agree to a compromise, guess what? You're going to have conflict. People in relationships needs to be, need to be flexible when concessions need to be made. the goal. I mean, some people, you know, 
short term, but I think long term and, you know, for eternity, people are looking for a lifelong partner, someone that they can grow, someone that they need to have, that they need to work on how to compromise, how to sacrifice, how to love, how to, you know, support one another. And downs of, of learning these, these, these things. I think uh, one of the, one of the, nah, I'm not bragging, but I always found a way to compromise. There was a lot of shit I didn't care for. A lot of times I would bite my tongue in order to make my family happy. And it was sometimes I put my foot down and I told my ex wife, no, it's not gonna happen. But when it's one against three, then sometimes you have to be the bigger person. Especially when you're dealing with kids. Because kids don't understand. You know, when they're what? They don't they don't get the concept until they're like in their late teens and sometimes later on. Well if you're a man of a certain age, if it's your experience, if you have some type of uh, <clears throat> understanding how to be the head of the house or how to you know not okay, I'm not gonna I'm not saying that you should relinquish being the head of the house. What I'm saying is you should be more open or more willing to accept some things may not go your way as the father, as the husband, as the head of the house. So you have to compromise for your family. A lot of times when you make these compromises, everything gets better. that things that working things out negotiating and compromise can lead to a greater relationship and I 
also feel that being supportive is one of the, the key that goes along with compromise. Because when, when, you, when you show your partner that you are able to compromise, you're also showing them that you're being supportive of what it is that they need and what it is that they want. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the podcast. Um, this one was kind of short, I know. Um, I had it for a while and decided to put it together. You know, it's similar to something that I did in one of my questions. That's another reason why it's short. Um, the thing is, what I try to do is do different question but if I'm going to do the same type of topic I have to reword it or rephrase it in another way so that's why this is, this podcast is uh, one of the shorter ones because I've already had this I think I had it in a it was a sacrifice and to me both sacrificing and compromise the same but I think sacrifice has a little bit more in depth Sacrifice is something like <sighs> if you if you've seen the Avengers Endgame and you saw Iron Man make a sacrifice, that to me holds weight. But it's compromise. It's it's the, it's on the same level, but it's more of an agreement coming to coming to agreements. You know, being able to agree on the same, you know, ideal situation or whatever it is. So, um, that's why I chose to go ahead and get this out of the way because it was on the calendar for one. And I just had to put it together and not make it seem like I was saying the same thing. So, but with that, um, yeah, Saturday night was crazy for me, man. Um, I was doing some work and... I said time just got past me and then I just couldn't you know snap into it had some stuff in my mind so you know, I think uh, I've been wanting to take like a a break but part of me don't because I feel like I'm on a roll as far as doing it twice a week once a week and if I should miss a day you can believe that next uh, next day that I'm supposed to come on I will have a podcast because that what's crazy to me is like when I don't record the numbers go up so it's like it seems like it's pressure to go ahead and I mean it's not really pressure because I've been doing it for so long it's automatic but if I miss a day it seems like shit is all Best not to because, uh, like I said, this is something I enjoy doing. I enjoy sitting here talking and running my <laughs> running my mouth, having a good time. You know, sitting back, um, taking in some uh, some um, some delicious. Uh, what's the right word? Refreshments. <laughs>
and I don't need those delicious fresh refreshments to to gas me up and talk about sex and relationships. That shit's already in me. It's just sometimes when you you know indulge and it's you by yourself. You seem to have I seem to have a good time. I just want to say thank you, man, for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, and I had to work on the book. That's another reason why I didn't uh, get some stuff done as far as the podcast. Because uh, I, I got like this uh, this uh, thing in me to get this editing, this editing down pat. So I'm really working on that. Recently, I was watching uh, impeachment with uh, uh, Clinton, President Clinton, and uh, the young lady Lewinsky. And I don't know, I'm, I'm a history buff. Even though that was a messy situation, and it was messy. I mean, I want to kind of like break it down. I want to, you know, cover all bases, everybody that was involved. But when I, when I heard about it and when I watched it, you know, watched the, the coverage on TV uh, years ago, I didn't put that much uh, thought to it. I just thought, you know, it was, uh, they had like a little plane, but no. That young lady was, well, at the time she was a young lady, but that woman was in love. And if you haven't seen it, check it out on Hulu. Impeachment. It's kind of like a reenactment of what happened. And I think I might do something about it. I might, if I'm going to do a, a topic on it on uh, next week, it will be soon because I don't like messy shit like that. But it was kind of interesting. It, it held my attention. You know? Because, like I said, you know, I don't like being good history or bad history when it comes to situations like the White House, the Presidents, and that type of shit. I think history was one of my favorite subjects growing up, and it just stays with me. And as much as I try to say I don't like messy situations, I guess I'm just like everybody else. Sometimes shit spark an interest, you know what I'm saying? Because I had my popcorn and <laughs> my popcorn and my little juicy juice. <laughs> I was glued to the TV because I don't watch that much TV, you know. So that definitely held my attention. It was interesting. If you get a chance, check it out. And um, like I said, man, y'all have a good night. Take care of yourselves. And I'll talk to y'all next week.